at the end of the fucking day, you dare to get your shake your ass and do what you do. Gender reveals, baby showers, first birthdays, that's not for the kid, it's for the parents. And they said that the club is listed as gay, and everybody in our community has their own alphabet. So there's no L, there's no B, and there's no T. And they was like, and if they are B, they're there with all men, so they're gay at the moment. I will find a way to put my damn band outside in the front of the street. You know, putting live music, I'll put a band outside to the front street so there's live music still. Um, I'll have them play on top of the roof and speak his point of view. To the Homo's Talk Show. Hey, friends, it's your boy at Trobeek's Music. It's your girl, Yuri G. Hey, Kitty Cats, it is your Kitty Cat friend, Roman. Danielle, alternative soul singer extraordinaire. <laughs> New Jersey. I'm Mary Ellen, ladies and gentlemen. The Georgia area. New York, y'all ready to get to it? Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Homo's Talk Show. It's your girl, Yuri G, and I'm here with Hi, it's Danielle, alternative soul singer from the wild streets of Little Ferry, New Jersey. <laughs> How are you guys? Great. Well, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm very, high, I'm very excited. I know I sound very like, but I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm like trying to in my head. I'm like, sound more excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Who else we got in the building? With blue hair. What's good, everybody? It's your, it's your kitty cat friend, Roman. You know me. Let's kiki. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I love that. You're all Roman. Stop playing with me. What's up, y'all? It's at Police Music. You already know what it is. It's going to be giving you the love, the light, all those Harlem. Let's do it. my friend. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get things started with the Homo's Tea. Um, Stop Off is about Michael Henry's um, YouTube page and gender reveal. As gender reveal parties kind of just the earliest way to perpetuate to an unborn child society concept for um, female and male. But since the child isn't actually present, why does the party matter? Why doesn't the party matter? How can it be rebranded for conscious parents who still want to celebrate? Um, I think it's not necessary for a gender party, um, like a gender reveal. Um, let's just have, I'm having a baby party um, and you have all gender neutral girls. Yellow's a color that translates both sexualities or whatever. I don't even think color is an issue. Um, we as a people made color an issue, like boys can't wear pink and things like that. So um, I, I think I, I think just everything should be neutral. Um, and the way they should just brand it is, you know, I'm having a baby. 
I'm, I'm having a baby and you know from its first actions that's when they should celebrate what they think or whatever you know like no influence at all see what this child does have a celebration two or three and then now um I, I don't have a child so I, I i don't know how to get too deep into that because i know how my sister particularly felt about my nephew and i relationship um and how it might be an influence and i know me personally i would not choose this lifestyle on any child um because it can be harsher than any lifestyle that i've had before so <laughs> Um, so no, I would not wish it on anyone. So I, I don't know how to go about, you know, doing a gender reveal without it being considered a, um, but I, I hope one of you all have a better answer. Um, so what do you think, Roman? As far as I go on a gender reveal party, I do believe this is something we as people normally do. It's a part of something as, as humans, as normal people, even as queer people, we will do it regardless. It's a tradition, if you will. And some, for some people, so if y'all can correct me if I'm wrong or not, but a lot of times it's just a part of tradition. Some people believe to have baby gender reveal parties. Frankly, if you want to, feel free to. I, I give the example it's a, if it's a boy or a girl, bows or burnouts. That was the little idea my family had when my little brother was born. I didn't really care as long as they were happy. That's just me. As far as I go and what I want to do down the line, I don't know. I just say live your life, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to do it, have fun with it. Keep on. I, I dig it. I live for it. It's cute. For the occasion. All right. Um. So, Troy, what do you think? Um. I think that um. First and foremost, the reveal parties are going to fly. That's my. That's what I think as a parent. Um. There's nothing wrong with you know, having a having a baby and being excited about hey we're having a baby. Um. I didn't do a gender reveal. Um. I don't think it's that big. I was happy to be a parent and have a kid. I just feel like. People just have a want to have a reason to have a party now because millennials want a party for everything. They want to, you know, have a party for every little thing. And I'm like, it's just one of those things that, you know, I feel like, hey, have a party for having a kid. Hey, I'm having a kid. You have to do that. But I thought like, you know, there's some people going too far. Another reason to have a party. You know, you don't have to have a, have, have a baby party. You just have a damn baby, a baby child. You know what I'm saying? Baby child is good enough. That's it. And you know, with that, a lot of taxing on people. You want them, because then they're a real party in bring years. And you want them to have. Have a baby time bringing in. I'm just saying, not that. You need anything out? You need to have to watch baby ass too. What's going on? Um, when it comes to um, the a video that we saw on YouTube, um, I understand what they were saying, where they were coming from, but I just think that you're talking about something about a baby that has no clue about what they want to do. So, like, if someone wants to do a gender reveal, the mama and the daddy want to do a gender reveal, hey, it's okay. You still want to come out a boy or a girl. You know, it's only two ways to come out. You know, boy or girl, you can decide as you get older what you want to be, but I feel like the gender reveal is not about the baby. It's more about the parents together saying, hey, we're going to bring this amazing blank into the world. So it's not about what the baby sex is. and They're going too far now. Come on now. Going too far. Now, enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
The baby's gonna grow up and decide what 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 spectrum of life of gender they want to be. Yeah, I get it, but you can't expect the baby to know that they're gonna be trans when they're coming out. Like y'all going too far. It's not that serious. Let these mom and daddy have a bit of a veil. You can only come out a boy or a girl in that moment. So let them have that. It's okay. You decide that around what you want to do. It's fine. But they're still going to be part of the Indian Pavilion. I'm not going to be that. party. People got to save their money now. They're stopping unemployment. You know what I'm saying? They might give us a little stimulus. They may not. We don't know what's going on. They stopped the eviction notice thing, so people probably will start getting evicted. This is about to get real. So we're going to be worried about the goddamn Indian party. We're going to be worried about how people pay their rent, how they're going to lay up. So, calls on the Indian Pavilion party. You're doing too much. That's not true. All right, thank you. I hope I hope you're holding something good and juicy for us. I thought I was until Troy took all my points. <laughs> no, I definitely I agree with Troy. I feel like, and I agree with you as, as well. I feel like gender reveals, and I, I don't have a child. I feel like gender reveals they're cute if you want to have it, but they're not very necessary in my opinion. But gender reveals, baby showers, first birthdays. That's not for the kid. It's for the parents. You know what I mean? It's the, for the parents to celebrate the, the life that they're bringing into the world to celebrate their child. So I feel like in the future, like later on down the line, as the child gets older and defines their own sexuality and their own gender, then it's one thing. But it's the party itself. It's not really for them. It's it's for the parents and, and for the guests to celebrate. But I also the reason why I have an issue with gender reveal parties is just I don't know if you guys have seen some of those clips where it's like, oh, it's a girl, and then the father's face drops because he really wanted a boy or vice versa. That's when I have an issue because it's like that's something that the kids are going to look back on, and it's just going to be – it could be a little offensive. Like, oh, you didn't want me because I'm I'm a girl, you know? You you looked really upset. So those are the ones where I just feel like they do a little too much. But, yeah. Um, I agree with you, Joy. I feel like it's not – it's more for the parents. Okay, that's the one more thing that I hear. One more thing that I hear. That's all I'm hearing. Um, I think that what they should do with a gender reveal party is use it literally use it for what it's the name. Not having mm-hmm. baby gender reveal parties, but gender reveal for your kids and support your kids who want to come out and reveal that hey, I want to be trans. I want to be mm-hmm. this. I want to be that. That's how the gender reveal then. Use that support you want to have for the baby and turn that same support around when your baby says hey, I want to do this thing about my life. And you might agree with it. Use that to be gender reveal so you can share that moment with them. How about that? It's, That's, it's like when some that. parents, um, when their kids come out, they throw a little party. And it's, you know, just to celebrate that their kids came out to them. I think that's beautiful. Use that. I would rather yeah. know and be feeling and knowing that, you know, the support that we have as a community of LGBTQ sometimes is not the best. You know, or not in the limit at all. So let's try, you know, utilize that and turn that into a positive. Let's use really reveal for the right reason. And why we gonna let let Sally you know, little she's saying now, she won't see whatever X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. But let them have that. You, that support right there means more than having them damn gender reveal before they're born. I'm just saying. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So... We had a, um, uh, this topic is called Black Owned Gay Lounge, and it's from BearWorldMagazine.org. <clears throat> Just so you know, and this one hits our close to home because I actually know the two gentlemen who own the lounge in Carson. And for those of you who don't know, I know you guys have seen the article, so you know this already. The gay couple opens NYC's second black owned LGBTQ bar in Harlem. 
and again, that's a very well magazine. And um, they actually own um, Lambda Lounge in Harlem, which is also in, 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 in combination with their vodka. So they started um, with their own vodka in 2016 when they got married, and um, they had Lambda Vodka, and now they're opening Lambda Lounge. And I actually am um, somewhat friends associated with them. I met them. I'm been, I've had their wine, I've looked at their vodka at numerous events. Um, they're partnering with some people that I'm partnering with here in the LGBT community. And I've been to their lounge. I've been to Lambda Lounge. I actually got to go inside and see the VIP area and all the sofas and all the amazingness. It is super dope, super chic. Um, I think it's going to be something super dope for the LGBT community because I also attended, I also been to um, Alibi, which is the only, I was the only one until now. I've been to Alibi, which is super dope down the street, but Alibi is a little bit, you know, small and restricted. You know, it's still a good time, but, you know, this is something huge. So because of COVID, you know, sort of stopped them, but now you know, they're finding ways to make things happen, and that's what our topic is about today. Um, they're actually um, going to have rooftop access soon. Right now they have a uh, backyard or garden access. I know that they have some issues recently, so they're fighting through it. <laughs> you know, every week fighting through COVID to make it work, but they have they're grand open and they are open, so shout out to them. So now, to get to our topic. So Aaron too felt this beautiful fellow 80s baby married couple when he read about their feeling of numbness after having to put a full grand opening on hold a few months um, ago, a few months ago due to COVID-19. If you and your partner just bought a lounge and a month before your grand opening, a pandemic hit. This is the question, y'all. What kind of thing might you do to keep your precious investment alive? So Aaron, this is what Aaron said. He, um, as we're coming out of quarantine, Lend allows opening up the roof to the roof the rooftop lounge to patients. Aaron said he might look into doing a limited attended masquerade ball. What kind of thing might you do to keep your precious investment alive? So that's the question I'm gonna ask you guys. Um, I'm gonna start with myself. Um, being uh, an event host for seven years now and you know, performer with my own band and I was kidding. I will find a way to put my damn band outside in the front of the street. You know, putting live music, I'll put a band outside to the front street so there's live music still. Um, I'll have them playing on top of the roof with speakers pointed down. I don't know, figure it out. But I would bring live music back. Um, and I would um, have like little private events like anyone said with the Master Ball, all of these things like that. Um, they are going to have some things nice and things like that. It's going to be super dope once they open. It's going to be new once they finally open the way they need to. But um, yeah, I say bring some live music outside to the street and bring the show to the street. You got you got people can sit outside and have drinks and eat. We're going to bring the show to you outside. Like back in the day. Um, so that's my opinion on that. I'm going to go to Danielle on this one. Danielle, what do you think about Lambda Lounge? What, what, what would you do if you had your own lounge and hall on like that? You know, what creative, what creative things do you do to keep your precious investment alive? Pray, honestly. That would be my first thing. Just because like, that's a hard situation to be in, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I love your idea, bringing it to the streets, live music. Um, see if maybe you can stream something. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. We have now with the strip clubs where they can't have lap dances, so you're driving past the strip clubs now and they're doing the lap dances outside or doing something outside for people. They're, listen, the girls need to, to make their money, you know what I mean? So they're finding a way. So I guess it's just maybe you don't use the club in the way you envisioned it. Maybe you had envisioned it as a nightclub, but you find a way to repurpose it, Airbnb it. Um, rent it out for different private events, um, have live shows, post it. Uh, if somebody wants to have, you know, a wedding or something like that, have it there. I mean, there's definitely a way, but I, I do, 
I don't know a consistent way to keep money going. I just feel like there's little ideas that you can have, but for a long term, honestly, I don't know. Um, I look forward to hearing what you guys come up with, though, because I'm sure it's better than me. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. I'm with you. What you think about the family line? What would you do? You had a line with your baby, and I was on ahead, and you're in the middle of trying to figure out what you're gonna do. Um, I, I, I would, I would multi-purpose um the plays. Um, I know that some areas they will have a problem with you um doing something on the sidewalk since it's considered you know city property or whatever. So. I would definitely have a rooftop party. Um, you know, it's open space, and I would have a limited uh, a limited amount. Um, whoever donates the most, or whatever, are like to this event, or whatever, is invited to the rooftop party and get a private viewing of the location before our grand opening. Um, I would also, um, you know, rent it out for like small cute events let influential hosts um do podcasts or whatever reviews on the place um let people do um like little live shows like a lot of the drag queens and strippers have been doing virtual performances and people are donating through cash app and such or whatever um even a ball like do a virtual ball and then the last four people um, or last six people can come through for the competition um, and do it live in the actual studio instead of having to do it through the phone um, and just charge um, charge people a fee or whatever, you know, to join in. Um, so I, they just have to be a little innovative, um, but it's very possible. You just have to really think outside the box. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much. I agree. And I just wanted to add on something. You can also use it as a rehearsal space, rent it out as a rehearsal space if you wanted to, to creative musicians and things like that. That gave me an idea. You had some great ideas. I mean, as a as a person who's been a part of these events and stuff like that, as you said, Troy. I've been to grand openings and I've seen these situations as, as the beautiful Yuri said herself, start using drag queens, like rent out the stage, run a kiki ball, something like that, that brings in revenue to the building. Give a bit of a, rent the space out, some stuff like that. So somebody like me who loves to perform, I love that. If I was invited to a space and perform, I would have went on Instagram live as an influencer and said, hey, yo, let's come kiki, let's come kiki with me at the club and let's have some fun. Basically just have an open open idea of what to do. Just invite influential people and the people will come. All right now, so I'm talking about so I think those are all great ideas. Thank you guys all of y'all for you know tuning into that topic and giving me your one two three and four. Um I definitely appreciate it and um I hope you know um I'm I'm wishing all the best to to to, to the Lambda crew, and um, I'm definitely in support of them. I'm definitely, um, you'll definitely see me hosting some things, doing some things with them soon once things get rocking. We already had a conversation with these folks, so you know, I'll keep my eye on them. I'm going in and out to keep it now what's going on. So, you know, I'll try to stay tuned on what's going on because you guys want some updates and everything too, as well. But, um, some great ideas, y'all. Thanks, y'all, so much. We're going to move right along to our third topic of 
Um, our next piece of topic is um is gay club fees. Um, and this is from Gay Magazine. Um, and this um particular article is about a club slash bar here in Atlanta, the Bulldog. Um, and these are in the words of our producer Aaron. When I first read this article back in late June, I was disgusted that a club would have the audacity to be so cool. But when I came across it this weekend, I connected to hetero clubs that charge guys a premium to get in and ladies get in free um, before 11 p.m. Ladies are what is largely um, most desired in the club. At gay clubs, masculine trade is what's most um, desired in the club especially young gays. So everyone else pays their premium. Is this fair? What can be done that is more acceptable to all clubs, homo and hetero? So sorry, I'm probably going to pinch at a few people, but, um, okay, so with the straight clubs, um, men tend to be a little bit more sex-driven. So they know that if they get the women there, the guys are going to spend money to entertain the girls. And they know that this is how they're going to get their money back. Okay, um, not a lot of trans girls are comfortable going to hetero situations. So they have to deal with the homo, um, you know, the, the homo gay culture, um, where you know, it's, part, it's part of who we are, where we come from the LGBT, but, we aren't quite in that same community. And so like, when we go to the gay club, it's to be in a safe place. Really, a gay club is for gay men. A lot of women cannot go there to find a boyfriend, a date or anything, because those men are there for men. So it's just a time and space for us to release ourselves, be, you know, accepted and, you know, have a good time. We're not there for the boys. The boys are there for the boys. We're there just to be pretty and have a good time. So why would you charge us extra when we have no safe space to go? And if we start, like Atlanta had started a trans club and a lot of men were uncomfortable going because of the public space and you know, it would be listed as a trans club. So anybody straight or gay could roll by to see whose cars are out there and to pinpoint, oh, he likes trans. And a lot of the guys who seem to like trans are uncomfortable because so many people in our society say um, that trans women are just men with tits. So um, it, it's an issue for me for you to charge double when we're just looking for a safe space where we can feel accepted. So, um, Danielle, what do you think? Um, I think you bring up a great point. I, at first I was like, it's only fair. Cause as they said, you know, when you go to the straight clubs, girls get in for free up until a certain point. So I'm like, oh, if the reverse happens, you know, at a different club, that's just, it is what it is. But until you said that i'm like okay yeah it's it's a bit of a double it's it's just it's almost like punishing you for just wanting to go out and have a good time and i kind of feel like i just feel like maybe just everybody just pays the, the same price 
you know, and just nobody gets, um, there's no, nobody gets in for free, anything like that, or maybe, um, I, and even the, the maybe just doesn't even feel right. I just feel like, no, everybody just pays the same price. If you want to come party, come party. If you don't, you go somewhere else. It is what it is. Yeah. But I just don't feel like I have enough knowledge to, to keep, to, to speak even more on it just because I don't know that much. So I, 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 this is, I, you just like opened up a hole. I hadn't even thought about this. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'd rather just listen and, and hear what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. We're taking our photos of me, you know, you asked my permission. <laughs> All right, Roman, so what do you think? As as the beautiful Danielle said before, and I and I'm gonna I wanna thank you for saying that too. Sis, you made a good point actually. Fuck the rule of who gets in for free, who does not. I can mm-hmm. give a fuck about it, honestly. Enough with the bullshit. A mm-hmm. club is a club. You shouldn't have to go through all this BS of who gets in for free, who does not. You get to shake your ass and do so, and do do what you're going to do. At the end of the fucking day, you get to get you, shake your ass and do what you do. Right or wrong. It shouldn't even fucking matter how, who pays what. We all, get, we all shake our ass. We all do it. So what's the difference? We pay. We do what we do. We can get traded no matter what the fuck happens, no matter, no matter where you fucking go. But at the, at the end of the day, as, as these two beautiful ladies said, I could give a fuck what happens. As long as we can all be peaceful in a club and be peaceful as can be, it don't matter. I can still live my life and pop my pussy no, no matter where the fuck I can go. <laughs> you understand? I can still break it down and drop it like it's hot no matter what the hell I have to do. I can still be fabulous and do what I do, no matter straight club or not. Like, all everybody should be able to do. Feel free to be comfortable. If if people feel uncomfortable, then you need to go to fuck somewhere else. I'm not going to not be uncomfortable in my own place. Hello, what is this? This is 2020, baby. I'm not wasting my time. What is this, girl? Please, this is another decade in a new in a less time for bullshit and BS. Girl, what? Next, uh-uh. Everybody should get in for free or pay. Simple. No. All right, man. What do you think? Um. Well, first and foremost, I think shame on um, Bulldogs for the foolishness. Well, the LGBT community is fighting for inclusion. To feel included, you would make someone so excluded for a couple of dollars. That is so sad. Because at the end of the day, you already know what the trans women in the trans community go through as it is just living every day. So if I want to go to the club and hang out and have a good time, should be like she said, should be like Daniel said. We either all pay or we don't pay. The last time I said get in the club before they tend to go 12 o'clock, you get in for free or however they want to do it. That didn't say guy, girl says we get there for this time, you get in for free. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't think that for a community that's fighting for inclusiveness, should be excluding anybody from a club that's an LGBTQ club. Unless it's going to be a men's only club, and it's not going to be a public club, and you're going to be privately owned, you know, private, and you can only get in, you know, some type of shit like that, that's different. Make your own rules, do what you want to. But you're a public place that people spend their public money on to make moves. So I think that it behooves them to get their shit together. Because I saw the comments of what people were saying, and if they don't want that box to be closed, they would stop the foolishness. Because people are not playing in 2020. 
They're not playing, they're not playing. They're going to stand off their marks on that shit to fall down, like they did the Bible. You better stop. Stop the foolishness. Your LGBTQ club, be inclusive of your people. And don't start being like the world is doing, because you'll end up in the streets like the world is. All right, that's my thing. Well, um, I spoke to some of the people who work at the club because um, this has been an issue of mine for a while because my gay kids love to go to their club. And they said that the club is listed as gay and everybody in our community has their own alphabet. So there's no L, there's no B, and there's no T. And they was like, and if they are B, they're there with all men, so they're gay at the moment. So if it's listed as a gay club, it's not welcoming to trans or, you know, lesbians. And if you want to come, you're going to pay extra because they're catering to one audience. And so that was just confusing to me, um, because how are you going to have a rainbow flag that's supposed to be inclusive of all, and then you only want gay men? And typically, you want only gay men of color. You know, like, there's not any white men. Rarely is white men there. So it's um, it's just it's just strange. Because um, this happens more at the, no shade, the, the black clubs, um, the black gay clubs. Um, but the Marquette is very inclusive. They even have cis women um, bartending there, and that club does really well. Um, Bulldogs is so against balls as well, like voguing and stuff. All they play is R&B, hip-hop. They are very stereotypical um, black male culture, um, super masculine teams, you know, type of thing. Um, anybody who gives off feminine energies, like even if you're a boy who's a cross-dresser, they're charging you extra. So it's not only trans, anybody who has feminine energy, like you're going to be charged extra because you have on women's clothes or got a feminine look. So, um, and that's the other gag of it all. Um, I just think closing out, I'm sorry, I'm going to say one thing because I did see a lot of things in the news this week, not news, but you know, in the, in the, in the, in the Instagram, Facebook news. About how you know it's a big, um, there's a lot of brawls going on at the gay clubs with the feminine men getting crazy, you know, fighting and doing a lot of foolishness. So I guess you know, in their defense, you know, not you know, trying to, I don't really trying to defend them, but you know, it, 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 it's I could see why they would want to do something like that. If this is where the majority of the problem is coming from, where all the fights is coming from, you know, a particular part of the community, then you know they're trying to put force that on everybody in the community for that one part of community that's been causing problems lately. I mean, it's been like, you know, it's just a bigger way. I feel like they should find better ways to um, get people together. It, instead of, you know, forcing people to pay extra, they should have, like, panels and things like that outside the club hours, you know, that invite people in so they can be inclusive. You know, that's what we, more things like that. You know what I'm saying? Panels or discussions or things like that. That's what the people are pent up and going crazy about because they've been locked up for all these months and the club is open now. So, of course, you're going to have, you know, especially, I guess you'll say, we're following the sixth feet rule, you see what will be happening. But anyway, um, yeah. Are we done with that, sounds, that sounds like yeah. fake inclusivity, though. It just sounds like they want to sound like they want everybody here, but then when you get there, it's like, okay, no, we really want you and everybody else pay extra. That doesn't, that's not right, you know? Again, in this situation, and, and again, in this situation, you're not only excluding 
trans people, you're excluding the non-binary community included, who don't even have masculine or feminine energies like myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have either. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have either. So I don't know where the fuck that would, e- where the fuck I would even go to even fucking understand that shit, because I don't know where the hell, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. And can you call yourself a gay club if everybody in the community is not like? Because you were saying like lesbians aren't uh, are also being charged extra and stuff like that. It's like it, there should be a rule for everybody, or just you know what I mean. It just doesn't. It it just feels like false advertising, kind of. Basically, yeah. right. Stop the exclusion amongst the community that wants inclusion. That's all I'm saying. Plain and period. Stop trying to exclude people from certain places. Mm. You know, and that can cause hurt or harm to them all because you want to make a couple dollars. Not that big of a deal. Um, so moving along to our last topic of homeless team from Rutgers.com. Flag knowledge is what we're talking about. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So this, this is it. Um, uh, sorry, fine, there we go. So it says, the article reads, Trump says Confederate flag proud symbol of U.S. South. This is ignorance is extreme, and his false equivalency of Black Lives Matter and a Confederate flag is troubling. But if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't even truly know the extent of what a thing represents, or generally has a different personal connection to it, is it still harmful? That's the reaction. When I was a kid in a Boy Scout, Aaron, our producer, in Louisiana, my best friend and I came across a troop with the Confederate flag as their troop, as their troop symbol. We asked the fellow scout if he knew what the flag represented, and of course, he didn't know. And when I first moved to Baltimore as an adult, I was in a room in a house that flew the Confederate flag right in the, in the living room. Saying, sorry, sorry, Aaron, you to see the Confederate flag every day in your living room. That's so sad. Needless, there were some of the most friendliest moments that I've ever had. Shout out to them for not following the flag and they know either. Um, to reiterate, if someone doesn't, uh, if someone doesn't, um, if someone doesn't even truly know what a thing represents or generally has a different personal connection to it, is it still harmful? To whom and why? Um, I feel, first of all, you should not be having things, um, or anyone say they want to uh, make money. Um, that could be a thing too. They just want to make money off of it. Um, my, my thing is this: when it comes to something that um, you want to displaying, whether it's on your body, a tattoo, you know, whether it's a flag or something similar. If it's a symbol and it means a symbol, maybe you should look it up for putting a symbol on your body or display it in your house or whatever you need to do. Your car, bumper sticker, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You need to look it up because what words of power and what you are telling people is, I support this movement right here. So if you don't know what this movement right here is, then why would you have a sticker or a flag of this movement in your house or anywhere else? So I think it's important to do your research on things. So I don't, I don't think it's not ignorance. I hold you accountable. I hold you accountable. Put things on the, you know, get, you know, if you're going to be, symbolism is everything, and period. You know, words, songs, you know, everything has symbolism. So if you're going to be, a, symbolism is about what you're doing, you need to, just, you know, look into it. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's important to know, you know, what you're representing. Because even if you don't say it, you're still wearing it, that's still representing it. You're non-verbally, Representing it, so it would be who of you to know what you're representing. So you know, um, you know, it, it, it's good that Aaron troop people and his people he lived with, you know, they didn't, you know, feel like the Confederate flag was something they really knew about. They just wanted to display it. So shout out to them for not, you know, being racist, you know, white supremacists. But Trump, 
Because you start, stop the foolishness that's going to come out of something that's going to stop. You know what it is. You can Google it and it's going to tell you. So stop talking about, oh, it's just a symbol of the stop. You know this. You have to pick a pause. Stop it. Stop the foolishness, Trump. You, you be ignorant now. Stop the foolishness. Sign a text so we can get our stimulus or whatever the hell we need so we can get shit popping. Because this is about to get crazy out here. If y'all don't sign a text, if y'all don't give people the money because people can't work, y'all, shit is about to get real. I'm telling you. I really, I was in New York every day shooting. I got Citizens app. You don't believe me? Download Citizens app. Open it up. It's going to tell you what's going on. And it's going to be all the news that you need to know. For real, for real. All, all the shootings, the killings, the rapes, and everything that's really happening in the real life that you don't see on the news. Citizens app. So, stop the foolishness, um, Trump. I feel like the Confederate flag has already had it. We didn't deal with it where we need to be. Let it go. Be gone. Be down with um, it. Danielle, what do you think about this? I see you sticking your head and you know, see look very No, just, I agree with you. I feel like people who try and pretend that they don't know what the Confederate flag really means, they're just playing ignorant. Like, I don't care if you have some deep family connection because you, you, I've heard people say like, oh, we have this at barbecues for years and years and years. That's great for you and your barbecue. But you know that when you leave your house and you leave your family, it represents something totally different to everyone else. You know what I mean? And you're just playing up your own feelings and your own like how, do you know what I mean? To just ignore how it comes across to other people. And I don't like that. I forget who said this. They were like, um the swastika and hitler they were a big part of german culture but you don't go to germany now and see um swastikas up you don't see people you don't see statues of hitler and of people like that why is it in america like they lost (laughs) the confederacy lost and they lost for a reason slavery does not exist anymore and yet we celebrate the leaders of the Confederacy movement and the lead, like these are the people that we name high schools after and, and things like that. I just feel like it's disgraceful. We're rubbing, you know, racism and people, like there's people in the South that still have to walk past um, statues of people who own their ancestors. Do you know what I mean? And it's a proud thing. Yale University, Yale University, I never knew this, is named after a slave owner and like a, a, a man who like, was a big slave owner. I don't know his like his whole history, but he was a big slave owner. And it's it's just we're in 2020, and we're just now finding out the history of some of these things, and it's just been normalized. But that's like neither here nor there. The Confederate flag it needs to go. And anybody who tries to to come into my face and tell me it means this, this, and that, it doesn't. It means um, that you're racist and you're ignorant. And that's at least that's how it comes across to me. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> Talk to me. Get your Talk to me. I see your mouth moving over there. You got a lot to say. So, um, I have a few friends who, who did not know what the Confederate flag was about. Um, they say in Blue Ridge, it's a mostly white area, and the Confederate flag to them just meant that you were below the Dixie line, whatever that is. Um, and it's your southern culture and, you know, your redneckish is what they thought. Um, you know, they took it as a badge of honor, like, I'm a redneck, I, I do country shit. Um, <laughs> but that, that, I hate to educate them on, because, I mean, I told them anybody beyond me might be offended. 
And I told them that I, you know, I understand where they're coming from, but there's a set of people who wouldn't feel comfortable with you having something like that openly because it's um, a sign of oppression. And so um, they, they, you know, they were very open to it, and you know, they, they, you know, they, they love the flag, but they don't parade it around or whatever because they don't want to look like they're promoting something that's hatred, you know, because they're not hateful people. But I think with people that you're friends with, if you realize that they're doing something that might be offensive to any culture, you should educate them. Um, and this is how you create change because maybe they're spreading a message that they don't know is a message of hatred because they're ignorant to what's going on. And the less people who are ignorant to what's going on, maybe it will stop they will step in to stop people from doing racist stuff because if they don't know that they're part of something racist, then they'll stop, you know, allow because they'll know what the impact is. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for your opinion. So, no air drumming today. Talk to me now. This is South Carolina without the air. Talk to me. Look, I'm from Atlanta, as y'all may know, okay? I've seen that damn flag so many fucking times. I don't need to fucking see it no more. I'm done with it. I'm over it. Burn the shit. And for that little fucking Cheeto puffin' office, he can kiss my ass. His shitty politics, his shitty office, and everything that mo- that motherfucker will do, he's as dumb as a fucking doornail, he has the fucking IQ of a child, and every fucking law he puts into place is fucking stupid. And you want to uh, defend a fucking flag? Man, go home. What the fuck else? What the fuck you going to defend else? What else is new? Your ass is already fucking racist. What the fuck else you going to do? Come on now. Common sense would tell you, man. Open your damn ears. Common sense would tell you, drop that shit like a hot stick in hell. It needs to burn. I don't care no more. I don't care. I am from the fucking south side. I've dealt with that shit my entire life. I am done talking about it. I am done fucking hearing it. End of. Burn it. I don't want to hear about it no more with these racist-ass white people, and I'm going to say this now. It is not all white people. It is certain white people. Let me be very clear when I say that. Because some some people will get very heated and act like as, as black people, we make judgment calls. No, sweetie. We go by what the fuck we see. And any fucking person who uses it is racist as hell and ignorant. If you want to be that ignorant, get the fuck out of my face and leave me the fuck alone. Simple as fucking that. You have no fucking excuse to use it. Burn it. Get mm-hmm. rid of it. End of. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roman. Say it. Say it. How you stop telling me? Clearly, you just heard it. You feel fire. Burn it. Burn it. Um, that's kind of crazy. Um, but that's your opinion. And nothing wrong with that. That's your opinion. Um, and you're entitled to that. So we're gonna just do a quick review. Of everything we talked about on Home on Tuesday, for those who are tuning in, who want to be a part of what we're doing, can like, comment, and subscribe, you know, and let them know, and keep yourself in the know what we're going on, and the comments below, we get involved, we get involved, we make you part of the family, so make sure you get involved. So the first thing we talked about was Michael Henry's YouTube page, and the gender reveal. So the question was this, are gender reveal parties kind of just the easiest way to perpetrate an unborn child society's concept, society's concept of female and male? But since the child isn't actually present, what does the party mean? Or why does the party even matter? And how could it be rebranded for conscious parents if they want to celebrate? So I'm wondering, what way on that topic, please do. Be well. 
Next thing, we had BeerWorldMagazine.org, and the topic was talked about Black-Owned Gay Lounge by NFLM Lounge in Harlem. Um, so Aaron Seussel, the beautiful um, article, article the beautiful um, fellow A baby married couple, when he read about their feeling of numbness after having to put their full grand opening on hold a few months ago due to COVID-19. If you were your part of these body lounge and it must afford your grand opening, a pandemic hit, what's that going to do? What would crazy thing would you do to keep your first investment alive? Um, and let's pretty much we want to know. Aaron thought about doing a, um, a, a limited attendance masquerade ball. But we want to know, what kind of thing would you do to keep your purchase investment alive? So let us know below. Thirdly, we talked about um, gay magazine and the gay club scene. Okay? So, with the gay club scene, this is what Aaron had to say. When I first read this article back in late June, I was disgusted that the club would have the audacity to be so cool. But when I came across this weekend, I connected to the Hessel Club that charges guys that are to get in and ladies get in free before 11 p.m. Ladies are what is largely what is desired in the club. But at a gay club, mass training is mostly desired in the club, especially young days. So, everyone else pays the premium. Is that fair? What can be done in a most acceptable, and what is, can be done is more acceptable at all clubs, homo and hetero? Let us know what you think And last but not least, um, phone stay still. We talked about Rutgers.com uh, article about flag knowledge. And basically, um, we want to know this. Um, first of all, the article said Trump says Confederate flag, proud symbol of the U.S. South. You all know that's false. Okay, so good. Um, so let's see know. It says this ignorance is extreme and his false equivalency of Black Lives Matter and Confederate flag is troubling. But if someone doesn't even truly know the extent of what a thing represents or generally has a different personal connection to it, it's still harmful. When I was a Boy Scout in Louisiana, my best friend and I came across a troop with the Confederate flag as a troop symbol. We asked a fellow troop if he knew what the flag represented, of course, he didn't really know. And when Aaron first moved to Baltimore as an adult, he was in the room in the house that threw the Confederate flag like in the living room. Visualist, there were some of the most funniest movements that he's ever had. To reiterate, one another, if someone doesn't even truly know what a thing represents, or generally has a different personal connection to it, it's still harmful. To whom, or to, uh, to whom and why. So that, ladies and gentlemen, has been a homo. Please like, comment, and subscribe below. And let us know what you think.